Act Two of Bacchides, or the Twin Sisters, by Titus Machius Plautus, translated by Henry Thomas Riley. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act the Second, Scene One. Enter Chrysalis. All hail, land of my master, which I joyfully behold, after the two years that I have been absent hence at Ephesus. I salute thee, neighbor Apollo, who dost have thy shrine close by our house, and to thee do I make my prayer that thou wilt not let me meet our old gentleman Nicobolus before I have seen pistoclerus the friend of mesilicus him to whom mesilicus has sent the letter about his mistress bacchus scene two enter pistoclerus from the house of bacchus pistoclerus to the first bacchus within tis strange that you are so earnestly begging me to return who am able by no possible means to depart hence if I were willing, so bound down and so enchained with love, do you hold me? O ye mortal gods, I espy Pistoclerus. O Pistoclerus, hail. Hail, Chrysalus, to you. I will at present compress many speeches for you in a small space. You are glad that I am come. I give you credit for it. You promise me lodging and an entertainment coming from my journey, as it is befitting and i agree to come i bring you the sincere greetings of your friend would you ask me where he is he's come is he alive and well that i was wishful to inquire of yourself how can i know no one better why in what way because if she has been found whom he so loves he is alive and well if she is not found he is not well and is like to die his mistress is the very life of a lover if she is away he is non-existent if she is with him his property is non-existent and himself worthless and wretched but what have you done in respect of his commission and ought i not to have his request complied with against his arrival which his messenger brought to me from him i'd sooner be dwelling in the realms of acheron than not how now have you found out this bacchus yes an Assamian one too prithee do take care that no one handles her carelessly you know how soon a Samian vessel is wont to break what now your old habit prithee do tell me where she now is here where you just now saw me coming out how capital that is she's living almost next door does she at all remember mesilicus do you ask me that ay him alone does she esteem at the very highest value indeed yes and were you to believe her distractedly in love she quite longs for him that's good yes chrysalis see now not even so small a space of time ever passes by as this out that she is uttering his name i have faith so much the better moving as if about to go 
Yes, but... Holds him. Yes, Faith, I'd rather be off. And do you so unwillingly hear how your master's interests have prospered? No, not the subject, but the actor offends my feelings with his tediousness, even Epidicus, a play that I love quite as much as my own self, were Polio to act it. No play would I see so reluctantly. But does Bacchus seem handsome as well to you? Do you ask the question? Had I not got a Venus, I should pronounce her a Juno. E faith, Mesilicus, as I find these matters proceeding, there's something ready for you to love. Tis needful that you find something to give her, but perhaps you have need of gold for that other one. Yes, some Philippians. And you have need of it directly, perhaps? Ay, and even sooner than directly, for there's a captain coming here just now. A captain, indeed. Who is demanding some gold here for relinquishing Bacchus. Let him come when he pleases, and so there be no delay. The money's at home. I fear not for myself, nor do I go begging to any man, so long at least as this heart of mine shall be armed with its inventiveness. Go in, I'll manage here. Do you tell them indoors that Mesilicus is coming to Bacchus? I'll do as you request. Goes into the house of Bacchus. The money business belongs to me. From Ephesus we have brought twelve hundred golden Philippians, which our entertainer owed to our old gentleman. Hence some contrivance will I this day contrive to procure gold for this son of my master thus in love. But there's a noise at our door. Who's coming out of doors, I wonder? Stands aside. Scene 3. Enter Nicobulus from his house. Nicobulus to himself. To the Piraeus will I go. I'll go see whether any merchant ship has come into harbour from Ephesus. For my mind misgives me. My son lingers there so long and does not return. Chrysalis, aside. Now I'll finally unravel him. If the gods are propitious, there must be no sleeping. Gold is requisite for Chrysalis. I'll accost him, whom for sure this day I'll make a ram of Rixus, of so even to the quick will I shear him of his gold. Accosting him. His servant Chrysalis salutes Nicobulus. Oh, immortal gods, where is my son? Why don't you return the salutation first which I gave you? Well, save you, but where on earth is Nesilochus? He is alive and well. Is he not come? He is come. Hurrah! You've brought me to my senses. And has he all along been well? Aye, well as a boxer and an athlete. But what as to this, the business on account on which I sent him hence to Ephesus? Has he not received the gold from his entertainer, Archidemides? Alas, my heart and my brain are cleft, Nicobulus. Whenever mention is made of that fellow, why don't you call that entertainer of his your enemy? Troth now, prithee, why so? Because, if faith, I know for sure that Vulcan, the moon, the sun, the day, those four divinities never shone upon another more wicked. What, than Archidemides? Dear me. Than Archidemides, I say. What has he done? 
what has he not done why don't you ask me that in the first place then he began to make denials to your son and to assert that he didn't owe three obols to you forthwith mesilicus summoned to himself there our ancient host the old gentleman pelago in his presence he at once showed the fellow the token which you yourself had given to your son to deliver to him well when he showed him the token he began to say that it was counterfeit and that it was not a true token and how many reproaches he did utter against him so undeserving of them and he said that in other matters he had committed forgery have you not the gold in the first place i want that to be told me yes after the praetor had appointed delegates being cast at length compelled by force he paid down twelve hundred philippians he owed that much besides listen to another struggle of his as well which he was desirous to enter on what besides as well oh this will turn out now a regular hawk's nest i've been deceived i've entrusted my gold to an autolycus for my host nay but do you listen well i wasn't aware of the disposition of my avaricious entertainer afterwards at last we had got the gold and embarked on board ship desirous for home by chance as i was sitting on the deck while i was looking about me at that moment i beheld a long bark being fitted out by this cheating knave troth i'm undone that bark breaks my heart this was held in partnership by your host and some pirates and that i should be such a blockhead as to trust him when his very name of archidemides cried aloud to me that he would deprive me of it if i should entrust anything to him this bark was lying in wait for our ship i began to watch them to see what business they were about meanwhile from harbour our ship set sail when we had fully left the harbour these fellows began to follow with their oars nor birds nor winds more swiftly as i discovered what scheme was being carried out at once we dropped anchor as they beheld us stopping they began to keep their vessel back in harbour wicked wretches by my troth what did you do at last we returned again into harbour twas cleverly done by you what after that at nightfall they returned ashore troth now they intended to carry off the gold they were attempting that plan no doubt it didn't escape me i discovered it i was almost terrified to death by it as i saw that a scheme was being laid against the gold forthwith on this we came to this determination the next day we carried away all the gold thence in their presence openly and publicly that they might know it was done skilfully managed i faith tell me what did they chop fallen at once as soon as ever they saw us leaving the harbour with the gold shaking their heads they hauled their bark ashore we deposited all the gold with the Otimus, who is a priest there of ephesian diana who is this theotimus the son of megalobizus who is now living at ephesus a man most dear to the ephesians by my troth he'll surely turn up very much more dear to me if he should chose me out of all that gold but it is stowed away in the very temple itself of the goddess diana there they keep guard at the public expense you kill me outright 
much more safely would it have been kept in private hands. But haven't you brought any of the gold home here? Oh, yes, but how much he has brought, I don't know. How's that? Not know? Because Messilicus went privately by night to Theotemus, and didn't wish to entrust it to me nor to anyone in the ship. For that reason, I don't know how much he has brought, but he hasn't brought very much. Do you think it was even a half? By my troth, I know not, but I don't think it. Does he bring a third part? Troth, I think not, but I do not know the truth. Indeed, I know nothing at all about the gold, except that I do know nothing about it. Now you yourself must take a voyage there, on board ship, to carry home this gold from Theotemus, and hark ye. Takes him by the arm. What do you want? Take care and remember to carry your son's ring. What need is there of the ring? Because that is the token agreed on with Theotemus that the person who brings it to him, to him he is to give up the gold. I'll remember it, and you advise me well. But is this Theotemus rich? What, do you ask that? Why, hasn't he the soles fastened to his shoes with gold? Why does he thus despise it? He has such immense riches, he doesn't know what to do with his gold. I wish he'd give it me. But in whose presence was this gold delivered to Theotemus? In presence of the people. There's not a person in Ephesus but what knows it. My son at least did wisely there in entrusting that gold to a rich man to keep. From him it may be recovered even at a moment's notice. Aye, and look here. He'll never keep you waiting even thus much. Shows his fingernail. From receiving it on the very day you arrive there. I thought that I had escaped a seafaring life, and that, at length, an old man of my years, I shouldn't be sailing about. But now I found that I'm not allowed to have the choice whether I would or no. Tis my fine host Archidemides has done me this. Where, then, is my son Nesilochus at present? He has gone to the marketplace to pay his respects to the deities and his friends. Then I'll go hence to meet him as soon as I can. Exit Nicobulus. He's right well loaded and carries more than his proper burden. Not so very badly has this web been commenced by me that I may find means for the son of my master in his amour. I've managed it so that he may take as much of the gold as he chooses and give up to his father as much as he may like to give up. The old gentleman will be going hence to Ephesus to fetch his gold. Here our life will be spent in a delicious manner, since the old man will leave me and Mesilicus here and not be taking us along with him. Oh, what a kick-up I shall be making here! But what's to be done when the old gentleman shall have discovered this, when he shall have found out that he has made his journey with other to no purpose, and that we have misspent his gold? What will become of me after that? He faith, I think upon his arrival he'll be changing my name, and at once be making me Crucisalus instead of Chrysalis. Troth, I'll run away, if there shall be a greater necessity for it. If I'm caught, I'll plague him for a punishment. If his rods are in the field, still my back's at home. Now I'll be off, and tell my master's son this contrivance about the gold, and about his mistress Bacchus, who has been found. Exit. End of Act Two